0: Well, good morning. You're listening to Breakfast with Bjorn. I'm Bjorn, and I'm here with a special guest this morning. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, Bjorn. Uh, I'm Chris. Uh, friends from Bjorn back in the day, so yeah, Just out here to visit. <laughs> I went. So um, I'm I'm now at UH in graduate school, um, but undergraduate I did a long time ago um, at Gettysburg College. Yeah. So um, since then, I've been at Johns Hopkins, and now I'm here and yeah it's pretty interesting that was a yeah, that was a while ago that was i started college there 12 years ago was 2008? 2008 2008 yeah. oh
1: gosh yeah that was 12 years ago
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow anyway older than i thought <laughs> yeah so um yeah chris 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 and i r- actually roomed together there yeah oh yeah that's right we did yeah yeah <laughs> yeah the housing there was actually a lot it was pretty nice um i mean i enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the upper class rooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nicer than any other college housing I've had since. Yeah. There was like a, to describe it, I guess the buildings were small, mm-hmm. um, probably 50 students or, n- n- at most. Yeah. Usually Yeah. Them. And everyone had a single room. mm mm-hmm. um, And there was like a kitchen and a living room. Um and it was around a lake, actually.
1: Oh, yeah, Quarry Lake, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are pretty nice, and they had good views, which was good, so.
0: Yeah. It was pretty quiet and spread out. I Yeah. It was a very, it was some very nice college housing. Yeah. I miss it. I have an apartment now, but, you know, that was probably nicer than my current apartment. So, anyway, um, yeah, so you were coming here from the National Archives, right? Mm-hmm. That's Excellent. where you were going. Yep. Yeah, so, um... What? So do you want to talk a little bit about archives? Like, Uh, they store, (laughs) they just collect stuff. Um... (laughs) But yeah, more we, than that. I mean I mean yeah, more than the, that. The, the, oh, the scope of the work is more than that, but like it's like the intake's tons of stuff, right? Oh
1: yeah, no. We um so the National Archives, we have at least at the facility that my fiance and I work at, we have about a million cubic feet of records. So just imagine a banker's box. We got a million of those, and those are the quote unquote permanent records. So we actually only keep about 1 to 3% of the records that the uh, federal government creates. So imagine what we have times that by 100 and that's about how much paper the government produces
0: yeah so what's really interesting to me like about an archive i mean the purpose of an archive is to just to retain to retain those
1: yeah it's to retain all that information um with the intent that these are all historically valuable records at some point somebody will need to access these and things like that
0: right Mm -hmm. so one thing that's I mean, it's pretty hard for me because I don't do that work. But, like, we have an archive for this radio station, actually. Mm-hmm. And um, it's at the, you know, most college archives are at the library. Ours is, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always really hard to figure out what to keep,
1: Yes. Yeah, that's always the big challenge is figuring out what to keep and what not. It usually helps when you have a a document saying, oh yeah, these are the types of records that you're supposed to keep. So I think with the National Archives, for example, we have our charter says that we're supposed to keep the quote-unquote permanently valuable records of the federal government. Now, what we determine is permanently valuable, that comes based on us and with discussions with uh, departments and with the legislature and things like that, but it's generally mandated
0: by law. Yeah. Yeah, so it's hard. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah. It's interesting. We try to keep things, I guess, like, yeah. I make my best guess about what will be permanently valuable. Mm-hmm. You know, like, our logos, our different logos.
1: They uh, can be. a, a so yeah for for archives like what you guys have that that really is just based on whoever's running the place they probably have a personal connection to okay hey i want to keep the logos because i think that would be interesting for people 20 years from now to see that and if we want to like kind of change things up we can do kind of a vintage kind of thing or things like that so that that's sometimes how collections form
0: okay wonderful have you ever played vinyl before
1: i have not played vinyl before
0: <laughs> yeah so we have a big vinyl collection here um and we're going to play a record from it this is from bill evans a jazz pianist um 1929 and 1980 is when he was alive anyway this is a vinyl from him well that was a dusty dusty record Another one from Bill Evans that has not been played in a while. Um, for those of you listening out there, I cleaned it before I played it because I saw that it was a little bit dusty. And even a thorough cleaning, um, it probably needs some some microfiber towels on it, I think. Or like maybe one of those um, special sponges like, I don't know, Magic Eraser, Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. I don't know anyway um we're here with a special guest from the national archives with whom i went to college uh, hi <laughs> do you want
1: to reintroduce yourself hi yeah i'm uh, i'm chris i went to Gettysburg college with bjorn back
0: in the day yeah um yeah we actually roomed together there and um yeah so chris works at the national archives now and um we were talking about what an archive was before and how you know they intake about what one to one percent of all the records from the federal government, and uh, but it's not just one big archive, they have multiple locations. Yeah,
1: yeah. so there's actually a bunch of uh, regional facilities, and where my fiance and I work. Technically, is actually one of them. So there's the there's the main branch that's downtown, which everyone recognizes. That's where they have the Constitution, Declaration of Independence. There's a large facility up in College Park, and then there's about nine or ten others scattered across the country. Uh, there's two in California. There's one in Boston, like, and so on and so forth. Um, and then there's actually a bunch of presidential libraries as well, starting with President Hoover and going until uh, Obama's, the most recent one, that's been established.
0: Oh, so are presidential libraries also archives? Yes, they are, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that. I have not been to one before.
1: They're Ever? pretty neat, actually. You should yeah. check them out, yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, okay. So what What do... So it's not just a library. What do Presidential Libraries archive? Um, so
1: Presidential Libraries, they're kind of like a... They're a library, museum, archive, all combined into one. And really what it does is it just collects together all of the documents that the president created over the course of their tenure and they just kind of stuff them in there mm. and then people have the ability to access them um, should they so choose
0: interesting mm-hmm. so these regional facilities versus um like the main facility do do they house different types of documents oh yeah okay and do do the different regional facilities is it specific to the region documents or is it specialized by document type um,
1: so it's, it's typically specific to the region. So let's say, for example, um, we have the facility in Riverside. Uh, any records created by a few different agencies that are specific to the region. So let's say it's for records created for uh, Indians located in San Diego. Um, that will Is be that run.
0: Riverside, California?
1: Uh, yes, California. Yeah. Uh, And so that'll be brought to the archives in in Riverside because that way people that actually need access to it, they can just go to Riverside and it's more easily accessible to them there.
0: Understood. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. So um, is there any special equipment that goes into storing things like that for a long time? Um,
1: So for pictures, yes. So all the pictures that we have, uh, we put them in what we call the freezer because it quite literally is below freezing Mm -hmm. Um, if you're in there for more than 10 minutes you actually have to wear a a special coat which I think is like all orange or something like that that's very intense but yeah for the color photographs that we have in order to keep them for the life of the republic which is how long we're supposed to keep everything it actually needs to be kept in a special room
0: so huh photo so color photographs are kept below freezing and that's Mm -hmm. to prevent them from From bleeding from bleeding and fading mostly yeah oh okay and those aren't just old color pictures at all?
1: Yeah, all mm-hmm. huh. okay. Yeah, like even Yeah, even ones today, that's also the case, yeah.
0: Okay. Oh, interesting. Um, I do not keep my color photographs that way, but I assume that's because I don't need to. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, because we're, we're trying to keep them for, like, hundreds of years, or at least that's the intent.
0: Right, right. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, I think we're gonna play go back and play another uh, one last Bill Evans song we have for you here. Um this this vinyl is less dusty. Should sound better. Well, welcome back. This is Breakfast with Bjorn. I'm Bjorn, and we're here with a special guest. Chris. Hey Bjorn. <laughs> hey. Well, Chris and I went to undergraduate together about eleven years ago, and uh, he's visiting Oahu um, from the National Archives, so welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about um, we were talking about the purpose of an archive, um, who has them, and where they are. And um, I think for our final for our final segment, um, we can talk about like why have one, why because um, it costs money. Oh yeah, and. Um, it costs money, and the departments can do. Um, you know, you could decentralize it, but but why is it important to 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 have it and centralize it?
1: So actually, the fun fact about this is um, in the Declaration of Independence, one of the issues we had with King George III was that all of the records that we created here in the colonies, we actually would send out to, the, uh, to Great Britain. So, for example, an archive was originally developed usually for land ownership. So all the deeds, all the land ownership records demonstrating that you own this land and specifically where the land was, how much it was, so, so on and so forth, that was kept in an archive. But the problem that we were having is that this all this information was getting sent out to Great Britain.
0: Yeah, I just found that out for the first time. I thought it was fascinating. Like it was so essential to the function of the government that one of the things listed in the Declaration of Independence was that they wanted to bring that here. Mm-hmm. It's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so in modern. In modern times, like, why why is it important to have it central? I mean, the depart- the government has a lot of different departments. It doesn't just archive land ownership. Agreed. Um, Why do it in one place? So it just
1: helps to have... And so actually the thing is is we don't necessarily have it all in one place. It's The majority of the stuff is in one place, either in D.C. or in College Park, which is just outside of D.C. Um... But it, it helps to have everything all in one central location so people can more easily get to it. Um, and instead of going to 12 different locations to access the same type of stuff, it's helpful to just have it all in one place.
0: Very interesting. Yeah. DC is a great place to have it. So many places, so, many, so much stuff is there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, people who will do research with it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we have a lot of professional
0: researchers, actually. Yeah. yeah i can see that because you know then they have access to to documents across the government Mm -hmm. yeah um very interesting okay well thank you um thanks thank you and um if anyone wants to call in mr modular is on at 9 a.m his show is my little corner of the world and, um, yeah, if anyone wants to call in with questions about the National Archives, 808 956 is the number. Um, and we'll play a couple more songs for you before I leave at nine. Okay, enjoy. This is from Mark Murphy.